You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. All right, Al. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. It's another beautiful Saturday morning here on Dave's Corner Garage. With me uh, virtually is Brian Mast. Brian, how you doing? I'm great, Al. How are you? I'm I'm looking forward to this review you're going to do. I don't know if it's I can't really see if it's raining outside or not, but you had a beautiful convertible that we're going to talk about a little bit later, of course. We've got John Carmichael from Omvic. You know, you would have thought with all our, this pandemic thing going through that the bad guys may have taken a break. Well, guess what? <laughs> He'll tell us otherwise. We've got Trevor Hutchison, of course. He's the crown prince. We're going to talk about why you got to get your car in. It's important to get it sprayed, to get it under, uh, get it treated for rust. Uh, we've got David Tate, who's going to be talking about the upper, upside of the car, which is the surface, of course. They've got some great products to protect the paint. Um, of course, we've got Brian. And then late, later on in the show, we're going to be talking to Andy Capodacacos from Lease Busters. And because of COVID as well, Lease Busters has been busy with all kinds of things. And uh, with that, Brian, what do you think? Uh, I think we're going to have a fantastic show today. All right, then we're going to talk to John Carmichael from Omvic right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You are listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Later on in the hour, my review of the Mazda MX-5 and a conversation with David Tate of Elegant Motoring about the newest paint protection technologies on the market. Yes, and right now we've got John Carmichael on the phone with us. John, thanks for taking the time today. John is the... uh, from Avic, and of course, he's the big hoo-ha, the big uh, chief executive officer, and the registrar is his official title. How are you, John? I'm good, Al. Thank you. I appreciate having the opportunity to come on with you folks today. You know, as the tee-up for the show, we were talking about who we've got on the show, and, and, and I happened to mention that Avic was going to be with us. And I also said that, you know, you would have thought with the pandemic and all, maybe the, the bad guys would have taken a break. But apparently, that's not the case, eh? No, they don't go away. The, those folks, uh, the folks who want to beat the system continue to work hard to find ways to uh, circumvent whatever uh, regulation regu- uh, there there is out there. So They they were always wearing masks anyways, eh? They, yeah, they wear the masks. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, indeed. Now we're all wearing masks. What's that all about? Really? You can't tell the good guys from the bad guys? <laughs> go figure. <laughs> all right. So you sent some mystery shoppers out. What did they find? Well, we sent uh, mystery shoppers into uh, the Barrie area and mm-hmm. uh, encountered a 50% fail rate in that area, um, which was very discouraging. This is primarily about all-in pricing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, new and used car dealers, we go in, we, 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 we try to follow up on their advertising. And, uh, and so uh, in, in Barrie, a 50% fail rate was really uh, disappointing. Uh, we sent um, them into Durham as well. Uh, Twelve uh, Durham area dealers were shopped in July, mm-hmm. and uh, a third of them failed. So that was a better response. Um, the highest uh, extra charges at two dealers was about $500, just over $500, $505 to be exact. 
Well, just, uh, which isn't ridiculous. I mean, I would think, but but tell the listeners well, what are they is, supposed to be charging? What are the extras normally? The only extras are uh, HSTN license. If you if they're going to advertise a price on a car, uh, everything has to be included in that price in that advertisement. And so, when we so, see five hundred bucks over, uh, that that's a pr- that is a pretty big number, Al. I, it, it's a problem. Okay, I appreciate that. I mean, I I, um, I know a lot of people are fooled when they show up, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, the number etching was already done, or the wheel locks were already on, or the nitrogen was already put in the tires. But those things that unless they're included, they can't add those after, can they? No, they're not supposed to. They're, those are supposed to be in the. The law says those are supposed to be in the advertised price. And so uh, license and HST is it. Even an OMVIC charge for 10 bucks. Uh, you know, any any vehicle that's sold in Ontario or leased, uh, there's a $10 OMVIC charge. has to be in the, uh, in the advertised price or in the all-in price. Brian, you had a question? Yeah, John, I'm, I'm curious what... How do dealers identify these extra charges? When when people are, are at the dealer and they see something extra, what sort of language or what sort of terms could they be looking out for? Um, well, you're saying for the consumer? Yes, for so the, the consumer. So for the consumer going in to buy a, a, a vehicle or lease a vehicle, we often we, we have recommended for the past two years that they take a picture of the ad and take the ad, take that picture with them take it uh, on their uh, their iPhone or their BlackBerry or whatever and um, and show the dealer that this is the car they want, if that's what they've settled on. Um, when they get their price, uh, the all-in price, the only extras are going to be those two items I've already mentioned. If they start to get additional extras such an, as an admin fee or some other, um, some other fee that... Uh, that uh, is is uh, not included in the all-in price. The consumer's alarm bell should start to go off, and they have the right to say to the to the dealer to the sales rep. But I thought all your price, I thought everything was included, except for um, my HSD and my and my license fee. And when they get those extra charges, be it an, an admin fee, nitrogen, anything you want to throw in as an extra. They should they should bring a halt to the discussion. Say that's not my understanding of what my rights are here. Right, and and those extra charges can be anything from nitrogen, um, and that's a, that's a whole other conversation, I'm sure. But that's paint yes. protection or upholstery protection, anything beyond the price of the car and the HST and your license fee. That's correct, it, right? It'd be in the price of the vehicle, yeah, if it's yeah. advertised. Yep. Now, do you find with most dealerships, you know, I would assume they're straight up. If if they're if the if the consumer brings it to their attention, do they usually scratch it or apologize or what do they do or do they generally, say that's the way it is? I would say generally that would be the case. Absolutely, that would. Uh, I, I know when I was in the business, that was that was absolutely. If, if somebody took it to the extreme that they they uh, took it beyond what uh, we had been allowed or were allowed to do by law, you said, oh, well, let, you know, let's get back to basics here and check it out. And sure enough, if we found that we were offside, we fixed it real quick. And as you say, most dealers, and and I want to say 99% of dealers, will do just that. Um, it's only an exception where where that isn't the case. Now, when 
when we've done these mystery shops, though, as you talk about, mm. uh, we send people in to buy the buy the cars or to, to price the vehicles opposite the ads and and work on uh, the all-in pricing component. And when we talk about a 30% or a 50% fail, what we're talking about is a sales rep is actually adding on to the price of the vehicle after those components are all completed. So right. that's where that's where we get in trouble. So there's no pushback at that point. They mm-hmm. actually their job is to just do the shop and leave the dealership. All right, John, we've only got a minute to go, so I just want to quickly talk about the uh, unlicensed or illegal people selling cars. Apparently, yeah. those numbers are way up too. You say, eh? They are the. Um, <clears throat> We call them curbsiders. They're illegal or unlicensed dealers. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll pose as private sellers. Um, They'll some operate from, uh, you know, a small automotive business. Often the vehicles they sell are undisclosed rebuilt uh, where Mm -hmm. they've been in in a serious accident or have rolled back odometers. Uh, We encourage uh, a buyer, a consumer to know who they're buying from. Uh, Our recommendation clearly because there is a place for private selling and not all private sellers are curbsiders, but all curbsiders tend to be private sellers. Um, we encourage uh, consumers to look for the OMVIC sticker at the dealerships where they're shopping. And uh, those are the licensed, uh, legally appointed dealers to sell cars in the province of Ontario. And right, and if if asked, the salesman has to provide his actual license, correct? Yes, they do. They and they they carry it with them. They they'll generally have a certification uh, on the on the wall. They'll hang up their uh, their OMVIC certification uh, on the wall, but they all carry their license. And if they don't have a license, and all dealers, all all uh, OMVIC dealers, when asked, will provide that license. All right, John, I want to thank you for taking the time on a Saturday. We do appreciate it. If people want to find more information, it's omvic.ca, correct? Call us or email us. Yes, that's it. Look right. A lot know. better to find out what your rights are before you get into trouble. John, thanks again, and uh, we'll be back. My pleasure. Thanks, Elvis. Bye-bye. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, Canada's number one consumer automotive radio show. Stay with us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Later on in the hour, we talk to Andy Kapitakakis from Lease Busters about new buyer trends when leasing a car or truck. And right now, we've got Trevor Hutchison on the line. He's from Crown, of course. Trevor, how you doing? Oh, we're doing really good, Alan. Thank you. Uh, things are, are keeping pretty busy right now at Crown. For somebody with a big mask on, you sound pretty good. <laughs> well, that that is an important part now, it seems, of our uh, daily lives. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's all part of the process. So we, we found a way to be able to communicate through the mask. Excellent. I'm sure you have to make some other changes at all your stores. What what have you done to try to maintain or, or protect the customers from COVID? Yeah, that, that's, I mean, clearly it's been the biggest change for us this year, I think, is, is the adjustments to all of our centers that started with everything from, uh, right, the signage before people walk in or the reminders they get from us that let them know of the new uh, protocols or processes. Um, all of our waiting areas now are really limited seating and they're, you know, physically distanced. Uh, you know, plexiglass at our, at our um, cash or customer service counters, if you like. 
and and then and then even everything from the way vehicles are processed because uh, it, it you know it's interesting probably one of the the things that people touch the most is the keys to their car so right. making sure that they're you know we, we think of surface areas in a vehicle protecting as people touch them but the keys have turned out to be one of the things that we initially didn't think about as much and then realized we have to make sure that those are cleaned and you know our technicians are wearing gloves as well as their masks and uh you know limiting how we get in and out of a car and what's what's touched on the car Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we actually brought out um, our own surface cleaner about six months ago. And so now that's part of the process. So having said all of that, um, is it's probably taking us at least 10 to 15% longer just to be able to process uh, a customer uh, mm-hmm. as it used to because of going through these, uh, these procedures. Well, I guess for the most part, I mean, first of all, you're asking customers to make appointments ahead of time, correct? That, that's correct. And that, that's a big part, not, not taking walk-ins so it allows us to prepare for the customers that come in has uh, been a big part of our process. Right. And, and having said that, we can almost do a touchless. I mean, once the fellow pulls up or the lady pulls up to the parking lot, they can call the, the office right then and there to say, I'm here, here. And, and then at the, at the same time, just wait in their car, really, until a technician comes to, you know, to collect it to take it inside. Eh? So it's, it's, it's not that hard, really. No, no, it, it's really not. You're right. Uh, w- one of our biggest challenges is, is that typically people will, uh, especially in the fall where our volume really ramps up, tend to wait for their vehicles or want to wait for their vehicles. And the challenge with that is, is we, we have limited space and this has caused us to even limit it further because of, of COVID. Um, so trying to find somewhere for people to sit and hang out has been a little bit more of a challenge. Well, I think Brian has some tents that he was looking on, on get rid of. Brian, maybe you could sell them to Trevor. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to offer to set those up in front of uh, a crown location, but, you know, we can always have that conversation. Now, Trevor, that, that, I do have a real question. How, how long, you know, should a, a consumer expect for their crown application? How long does it take and what, you know, what sort of plans should people make? Yeah, so that, that's, that's a great question, Brian. Like normally we're telling people for an average vehicle, you know, uh, you know, a four-door car, a small SUV, you know, you're about an hour. Um, I would say now that the process is, is probably about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, and so we, we try to get people to count on that part for their time. In some cases, we're able to process it a little bit quicker if it's a vehicle that's been sprayed before. Um, that, that makes a bit of a difference to it. And well, frankly, the weather's really good right now. That, that also, uh, helps out, but there's some things you just can't shorten the time on, uh, and safety is, is really a key part of it. So we're, we're encouraging uh, all of our customers when we book them for their appointment, that they're going to be looking at that hour and 15 minutes. Now, if it's happened that someone's warranty has kind of slipped or the, the time period has, is longer. You guys are sort of stretching that a bit as well now, are you not? Yeah, we, we've made a real effort, Alan, because that, that's been part of our challenge is that, um, you know, we've had a phenomenal effort. We've just come through August, which has been our best August in the history of our company. You know, wow. so from 1986 when we started, we have never had an August like we did. But the majority of our business came from our existing customer base 
trying to get all of our customers with warranties in. And so we're still working at catching up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we, we've made arrangements with all of our locations uh, to work with our customers to assist them in any way we can to make sure that they're looked after because, uh, you know, we've never had to go through anything like this uh, and neither of our consumers. So we're really trying to help them out with that. All right, you hear that, Brian? Um, uh, you got a good customer for your tents, no question about it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. <laughs> All right, Trevor, um, people want to find out where their closest location, how do they do that? So the best way is to go online at our website at crown.com. Uh, you can even uh, book an appointment uh, online for many of our centers as well. So that's the best way to do it. And then, of course, if you want to use the uh, the telephone, you can reach us at one 800 267 5744. Uh, here's a simple question for somebody who hasn't done uh, a crown application before. Is this time of year good, Trevor? Is, you know, we're, winter's not here yet. Yeah. There's no question that, that in, in any type of maintenance, doing it regularly is important. Um, this time of year is good. Um, most people, I would say about 60% of our business will happen from September until December. Um, we always tell people though, the absolute best time of year to do it is in the spring, uh, because that's when corrosion is most likely to occur. But the fact is, if, if you do good annual maintenance, regardless of whether you do it in, in April or July or November, if you do it regularly, you're going to protect your vehicle. And one more time, uh, how do they find the closest crown dealer? They can reach us at crown.com and we hope everybody uh, stays uh, healthy and safe. Thanks so much, gentlemen. All right. Take care, man. Have a great weekend. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Trevor. And hey, everyone, as you know, we're not in the studio at the moment to take your calls. So send through any questions you might have to Dave or Al, not me, to Dave Fredinger at Rogers.com or to Al at Allen at GlenAllenMotors.com. And you can find me on the Internet at Brian Max and AKA the anywhere you go. All right. Watch out for that truck backing up. But uh, we got to get out of here. And right after the break, we're going to be talking to David Tate from Elegant Motoring. He takes care of the top side of the car while Trevor was doing the bottom. Next, we're going to move to the top. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Later on in the hour, we talk to Andy Capitacacas from Lease Busters about new buyer trends when leasing a car or truck. All right, super. And, uh, you know, just before the break, we were talking to Trevor Hutchinson, of course, who's the crown prince, and he takes care of the underside of the car. But, hey, the top side of the car is really important. I mean, that's what you look at. And uh, David Tate's on the phone from Elegant Motoring. How are you, David? Fantastic. How are you guys? Excellent. Thank you. So tell us. What do you have that can protect the beautiful side of the car? Anything and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, a lot of times cars use, so we we actually do the paint correction first to to bring it back and make it even more beautiful. Um, And then if you want to protect it, we put uh, ceramic coating. Some of them are self-healing. Some of them aren't. Um, But what it does is essentially makes the clear coat harder. Uh, mm-hmm. Three times, actually, up to three times harder than it is from factory. Uh, right. So it's less likely to scratch and swirl mark and get those ugly uh, yeah, micro marring and so on that you see. Um, as well, you might want to protect it against impact from uh, stones and, and different uh, road debris. Uh, so we put uh, a clear film on it uh, from Expel, Expel Ultimate Plus. So that way, uh, if anything hits it, it kind of just bounces off. So for the most part, I guess the film can only go on essentially a new car then correct 
Absolutely not. We can put it on new cars, used cars, uh, you you name it. We can put it on countertops. Oh, okay. So, it, but but uh, of course, the surface has to be clear of any kind of blemishes, eh? Yeah, most of the time, you know, you're not going to bring in a, a car that's just been, you know, 400,000 kilometers or a highway driven behind a gravel truck. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if you bring in a car that's, you know, three, four years old, uh, depending on how bad it is, we can touch it up. Um, and then when we put the film on it, it'll make those stone chips like almost invisible, depending on how bad they are. Yeah. All right, we got our Brian, uh, Brian Max, our race driver, who's probably dinged up a few cars. Brian, what do you got? <laughs> Yeah, I've wrecked more than a few. Yeah, I do have a very specific question for you, Dave. I was testing a a BMW that had um, one of their individual paints. So it's basically a custom paint. And within 24 hours, I noticed that this paint was so difficult to live with. And it hadn't been treated with anything straight from the factory like this. It was picking up dust, fingerprints. It already had stone chips in it. It was like the the paint was was uh, extra soft and, and not as durable as you'd expect from a factory finish. But that, I think that was because it was custom. So how would you approach protecting a, a brand new paint like that? Exactly the same way. Just out of curiosity, was it a frozen color? No, it wasn't. It was It was a gloss. Uh, custom British racing green. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I would approach it the exact same way. Um, first off, we, we'd remove anything, any imperfections and stuff that are in it. Um, even, you know, customers ask us all the time, if the car is brand new, do I really have to pay for that paint correction? Well, yeah, even though the car is brand new to you, you just got it. It might have been sitting in a parking lot in Germany, um, you know, for four months before they actually delivered it. Um, and during that time when it came over, it's been on the on the ship, sitting in different lots around, uh, like in Nova Scotia or on the uh, uh, on the coast when it gets delivered, um, yep. and then it goes through PDI and so on. So no matter how you look at it, it's it's always going to have imperfections, and our job is to basically remove those before we protect it. If this particular paint is is ultra soft, um, you get a lot of cars like that. Like the new Teslas are are popular, um, and they're really soft paint. Uh, Lexus, Toyota paints are super soft. Like you breathe on them and they scratch. Um, but uh, we would basically approach that the exact same way. Once we remove the imperfections, um, we would then apply a, um, a ceramic coating on top of it to harden up the clear coat. Um, and that way you don't see, sorry, that way it's less likely to be damaged. So it'll be harder to get those micro marring and scratches and stuff like that. Um, and as far as the, the clear bra film, um, there are the stone guard uh, that would go over any paint, no matter how soft it is. Now that paint, that if that gets damaged, I mean, after maybe a year or two, it discolors a bit or it gets chipped. Will that pull off, and are you able to change it? And is it a big deal to do that? Yeah, absolutely. We we do that all the time. We're actually doing a car, uh, two cars actually right now. Um, so one car was actually a, a used Cayman. Mm-hmm. Um, customer bought it. It already had the paint protection film on it, um, and and it's pretty interesting because it's a white car. So that discoloration that you see um, is super prevalent on on white vehicles, um, and a lot of that is is old technology, right? The adhesive mm-hmm. is actually changing because of UV damage uh, changes color or distorts and goes yellow. The new films that are out there, we get a lot of customers that come in that are looking for ceramic coatings or tint, and they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 I don't want Stone Guard because it discolors. Well that's old technology stuff and the mm-hmm. new stuff is actually warranted for like 10 years from discoloring yeah wow yeah. but basically once i guess once you treat it you can pull it off all right but speaking of uh, treatments and, and wraps you guys do full vinyl wraps as well correct 
full vehicle wraps. Yeah, we did a uh, uh, what did they call it? A Dodge Ram, like the Sprinter trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, we just delivered one in a satin black. So okay, now but you can also get them. Uh, let's say you've got a company and you want to put some advertising, you can do that as well, eh? Absolutely, yeah. We can do cut vinyl. We can do print vinyl. Um, so yeah, you could wrap your whole car like a tulip if you want. <laughs> One stop shop. <laughs> a tulip. <laughs> well, if you're in the flower, a, maybe a bouquet of tulips. <laughs> that's right. If, if you're in the flower business, that'd be perfect. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to cast any aspersions, but you know, Brian was Brian was driving an MX-5, which is actually like the Miata, and you know that was mostly a, a lady car. Uh, maybe the tulip would work perfect on that one. <laughs> oh, that was mean! Oh, you just, you just set yourself up, Gilman. Uh, yeah, listen, I owned a chick car. I mean, I had a Volkswagen you know, cabriolet, and uh, I used to get winks on occasion, you know, and there are certain cars that generally people found as more masculine and others a little less so. That's all. I, I, I'm i just following the, you know, purchase patterns. It wasn't like I made this stuff up, eh? All right. That's right. That's right. It's funny, it's funny because right. everyone seems to think for, or uh, Ferraris are, are men's cars, but if you look at the California, it's, it's definitely got a little bit of a female uh sway to it well and they've always and and red has always been the hot color for ferrari anyways right true true yes there you go okay elegant motoring how do we get in touch with you uh you can give us a call 416-897-5675 or hit us up on our website through our chat at elegantmotoring.ca all right thanks david for joining us we appreciate you taking the time on your weekend thank you as well have a great day guys all right, take care. Hey, I'm coming up next with uh, my review of the 2020 Mazda MX-5. And later we have Andy... Oh, no, no. <laughs> And later we have Andy Capitacacas from Lease Busters to talk about new things going on in 2020 in when leasing a new car or truck. All right, before we get any deeper into trouble, we better get out of here. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We have Brian Max on the phone, and uh, he's known as Mr. YouTube. Uh, he does some great videos. If you ever want to go there to Brian's channel, he's done amazing thing with some amazing cars. He's even kept the wheels on the road for a, in a lot of cases. But I Most know once cases. or twice. Right. I, I said that. I said that. I said that. All right. Now, uh, you had the opportunity in the last week or so to drive a 2020 Mazda MX-5. I still call them Miatas. Probably I'm wrong. Now, this in fact was a stripper model, apparently, eh? Well, not not the not you know the the unconventional stripper, but uh, as we'd call it, it wasn't a stripper's car. No, it wasn't a stripper's car. (laughs) This was a base car, and you liked it. I I loved it, and you know it it was a refreshing change because when manufacturers you know, make these cars available for testing. They usually throw every option at them and, and they're, they're very expensive. And uh, when I was chatting with my pals at, at Mazda, they just said, we've got this, this MX-5, but it's a base car. I went, oh, I need, to, I need to drive that because the last car that I drove had leather seats, all the expensive options, and was over 40 grand. This car that I tested was $33,000, and mm-hmm. as it turned out, had everything you could need. It had the, you know, the, the, the new engines, 181 horsepower. The car only weighs 2,300 pounds, so it's mm-hmm. nice and quick. It had the beautiful, they call it soul red crystal paint, 
And it's sort of their signature paint that you can see that on all, all the new Mazdas. It's very, very pretty. But the best part was the cloth interior. I love cloth interiors. What do why, you think, why is Well, no, I mean, cloth, it, it's funny, you know, because they're always sewing the Corinthian leather. You're going to love it. Um, and, and in fact, if you've got kids or, or it's going to wear hard, the, the leather is the best. But in fact, like you say, um, when it comes to comfort, cloth is king, eh? Especially with a convertible. You're going to be using it in the summer, and that's exactly when I tested it. It was a hot week, and uh, it was it was just a pleasure to be sitting on a cloth seat because it's not as hot as leather in the summer. It breathes a little bit more. And, you know, me being a racing driver, I might take corners faster than the average driver, so the cloth actually holds you in a little bit better. So it, it to me, it's, it's, it's all a win when you have a cloth interior, especially in a sports car. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want to be comfortable in the seat, but you want to be steady. It's got to hold you tight. You know, you got to you got to hold that bucket in the bucket kind of thing. That, that's exactly it. And, you know, the, the the MX-5 is quick enough that it, you know, you're going to sustain some G's, whether it's in the corners or under braking. And it, the, the support in the seat is so is so important. And I mean, for for thirty three thousand dollars, it. To me, it's an incredible value for somebody's, you know, second car or third car. And, you know, it's a Mazda. They're fairly reliable, too. And, 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 and you, like you say, you come with the, the factory base stuff is really good. I mean, you don't have to have huge pizza pie brake rotors and, and, and calipers that you can see from three blocks away. Um, you know, because the thing only weighs 2,300 pounds, you were able to bring it down to a, a stop really quick. I imagine it still comes with ABS, correct? That's right. ABS, stability control, traction control, has all of those features. But what it, what this base car lacked, really, I wasn't missing anything. The, the top of the line performance model includes a big brake upgrade and big seats and a limited slip differential. And those are all the, the MX-5s or Miatas that I've driven in the past. They all have these options. And I was really curious to see how it performed. And as it turned out, you don't need all those things, especially if you don't take the car to the racetrack. If you're just using this as a as a pleasure vehicle, there's no need to spend the extra ten or twelve grand on all of these extra options. I was I was thrilled, and it was so refreshing to drive an inexpensive car that that put a smile on my face. Well, yeah, I mean, it comes with a radio. I guess power windows that that's included, right? Yeah, power windows, and and this latest, this is the fourth generation Miata or MX-5, and the top, you can put the top down with one hand, and you can raise it and put it back up with one hand in no time at all. Oh, super, and and, and what do you get in the dashboard in terms of GPS and that? Uh, Not much. So okay. that that is that is the one compromise. But you know, again, it's someone's second or third car, so there there isn't navigation in the base model. But what there is is Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you've got a smartphone and you've got the navigation apps on your phone, like I do, you just plug it into the car, and instantly you've got your navigation that's that's coming straight from your phone. So you actually don't uh, you don't need it if you don't want it. Okay, sorry, I, I, I'm a technical dummy here. Now, the screen or the map, will it show up? You're reading it from your phone, or will it actually come up on a display? It comes up right on the screen in the, on the car's dash. And oh, wow, it, so, it, so it, it's it, like a built-in unit for the most part. It, yeah, absolutely. So you don't need to spend the extra money. All you need to do is connect your phone, and it, you know, th- this kind of connectivity makes makes your life so much simpler. And also, it's a safety feature as well because you can you can set your car your phone to avoid phone calls and text messages while you're driving, or you can interact with 
uh, with your text messages by having your phone read off your text messages and you can reply to text messages with your voice, which I find just amazing and, and very, very safe as well. Yeah, yeah, you can say, thing. I like the one button where it says, go away, I'm driving. That's my favorite. Uh, that's, that's generally my approach. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anybody except for you know, except for you, Al, when I'm driving. That's it. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Now you whetted everybody's appetite to see this car. How can they get the visual in? Uh, so our video is up on YouTube, and the YouTube channel name is uh, is my name. My last name spelled M A K S E, and uh, you can find that right up at the top of our uh, YouTube page. And uh, all you have to do is type in Mazda MX Five. And, uh, and my name, Brian Max, on YouTube, and you'll find it really easy. And I will say, it is a beautifully shot piece, so I hope people enjoy it. Oh, see, I told you that. Now you are now you got a swelled head already. You know, seriously, <laughs> come on. you gotta say, you got to stop paying me compliments, Al. That's it. <laughs> All right, after the break, we're going to be talking to Andy Dukakis, I should say. I apologize. Do some Lease Busters. We'll be right back. Right, welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Quickly, before we get going with Andy, I want to say that September the 26th, stay tuned. We will be back in studio, so make sure that you've got your calls, your questions ready, and we'll be waiting for them. Andy Capodococcus from Lease Busters. How are you today, my friend? I'm very well. Thank you. And uh, this this dilemma that we've been going through, or this COVID connection, whatever you want to call it, it's really changed the landscape, eh? It has, actually. Now, you find on both ends, you find Lease Busters is busy, of course, for people, you know, who may, unfortunately maybe aren't working or can't afford to keep that car anymore. But then again, you've also got people who are looking to buy short-term leases. How's it going? Well, it, it's honestly, it's all over the map. And right. I'll tell you, our, our sales have never been higher at Lease Busters. People are looking to take over vehicles. Um, like unprecedented rates from before. And the major reason that clients are telling us they're looking to take over a lease is that they do not want to get on transit, public transit. You know, I, I actually had a dentist appointment the other day, and, and it just made the most sense for me to take the subway downtown, right? And um, I was a little bit nervous about it. I made sure to even took gloves as well as my mask. But I got to tell you, there was only four people on the whole subway train. What's going on? I guess, yeah. I think transportation is uh, is interesting nowadays, isn't it? Eh? It's mm -hmm. a lot different than what we were used to. Now, uh, is it, do you have a lot of, let's call it grocery getter, like you know, uh, lower price vehicles on your website? Yes, we do. We actually have uh, under three hundred dollars uh, vehicles per monthly rate, uh, under two hundred and fifty dollars monthly rates. Uh, it, it's everywhere. As a matter of fact, I, I had uh, just another gentleman even today put a vehicle that was, I think, uh, close to $2,000 uh, on a monthly rate, exactly. Uh, so it's the whole gamut that we have. So mm -hmm. we actually cater to everybody. And uh, the gentleman that put on his uh, Mercedes today that was close to 2000 it's just, it's just they don't go anywhere now. They don't use it almost at all. Brian, may got a deal there for you. Well, you know, I, I, I definitely need another $2,000 a month lease, like I need another hole in the head. But, um, Andy, are there are there any other trends that you're seeing? You know, obviously people are, are driving more. And, I, I mean, I see it. I live uh, downtown, and I see more people driving uh, now than uh, than a few months ago. And certainly people are avoiding uh, public transit. What, are there any other trends that you're seeing here? Yeah, the, the major trend I find is that 
uh, our dealer body for new cars are um, somewhat, I guess, hampered now because of production and lack thereof, actually. Mm-hmm. And the new cars are just not as readily available, and they have to wait to get newer vehicles, depending how they like them uh, dolled up or not. And I find that people would rather get a short-term lease and just hang in there to see exactly what pans out in the next year or 18 months. So really, this car is just a sort of carryover them, not necessarily the one that they're going to want to get married to and keep for a while. Correct. Correct. Now, having said that, when the lease runs out on the vehicles that they're in, though, I mean, their residual values are fairly low because mm-hmm. all the depreciations come out of the vehicle. So they have a decision to make whether they want to hang on to a vehicle that doesn't cost them a lot of money anymore. Well, because of COVID, it could have been parked for half the time anyways. So you're probably looking at a majority of the cars on your site that probably have 20 Ks on them or less. A lot of those instances, yes. Yes, they are. We had, um, as a matter of fact, we had um, a fellow on from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln a couple weeks ago, and he was telling us, too, they're having a lot of problems, you know, getting cars. I thought the manufacturers were back online, but uh, I guess not. Yeah, I, maybe not. I, I don't know per se for everybody, but I do know it's funny you mentioned Young and Steels because mm-hmm. that's where I presently have my F-150 from, and I, I am looking to pick up another vehicle, and I couldn't get a vehicle that I wanted exactly to my specifications unless I ordered it, mm-hmm. and apparently that would be another 12 to 16 weeks of wait. Yeah, well, wow. at least you can, get a, you can get a deal on Leasebusters anyway. I could. I could. But sometimes, you know what? When you have something that you want to trade in and see if you can get something else for it that's brand new, still, you may want to do that as well, right? All right. So, so you say there is a full gamut of vehicles there, though. I mean, from the, the inexpensive ones to the fancier ones. And uh, if, if somebody's got a car, they want to get rid of it, you know, because I've had people say, I'm just going to give it back. And I have to explain to them that you just can't give it back. And, and in fact, I've given, you know, your number out to folks. If they want to get rid of their car to put it on lease busters, how do they do that? one 357 2678 They can call in and talk to any of our representatives. We're willing to help you or just go to www.leasebusters.com and just sign on. There is a free evaluation form there that you can tell us about your vehicle. doesn't mm-hmm. cost you anything to do that, and we'd be happy to help out. Oh, wow. So old school, like actually talk on the telephone. I'm so impressed. Isn't that excellent? I mean, when do you hear that anymore, right? It's just like, please press one. <laughs> well, I could, I could say as a customer, I was very pleased with the uh, the process and the service. From my from my experience, I had to get rid of a, a, a lease car, and the, the process was, was seamless, and the, the gentleman who took over the lease was super easy to deal with. It was, it was a real pleasure from my perspective. All right, Andy, thanks for taking the time. We do appreciate it. Have yourself a great Saturday, a great weekend, and we'll get you down into the studio, actually, in a little while, eh? Okay. This is James Corner Garage, and uh, we'll be right back. We're back with Dave's Corner Garage. Really great having Andy Capadukakis from Leasebusters on, as well as our pal David Tate from Elegant Motoring, as well as Trevor Hutchison. You guys call him the Crown Prince. I've never met Trevor, but I don't know if I want to call him the Crown Prince, Al. And, of course, great hearing from John Carmichael from Onbeck. Yeah, and... Um you know, and your your head got pretty swelled up. You know, I, I want to tell everybody we'll be back in the studio September 26th, but 
I don't know if your head will fit through the door, okay? I mean, oh. I watched I watched the video and I liked it. Next thing you know, Brian thinks he's a freaking celebrity, okay? Seriously. Not just a celebrity, but a filmmaker too. Come on, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 an auteur now. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, you, you you were the technical guy, you were the gaffer, you were the actor, you were the music producer. You did everything. Uh, yeah, I, I did. You, you, the technology today to be able to put together a, a, a video is actually pretty easy. And who knew an old guy like me could figure that out? And keep four wheels on the pavement at the same time. Yeah, well, it was, it was just that, that opportunity. Al, Al, I've successfully avoided you for months, but it looks like we're going to be back in studio September 26th. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we can get up close and personal in each other's face and we can make, you know, oh, oh, I was going to say, you know, we could make like uh, different kind of hand gestures and stuff. But I forgot that we also put it on Facebook. So there, there will be some video there as well. So we have to keep it clean. eh? Yeah, it's always got to be family friendly. I'll, I'll do my best. I don't know about you, Al. And, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to seeing Dave again as well. Exactly. All right. I want to thank everybody. Thank Joel. Of course, we couldn't have done it all this time without his expert uh, technical ability. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I keep saying this, hopefully the boss will listen and give you a raise, Joel. That'd be great. And uh, that's about it. Drive safe, everyone. Thanks again, Brian, for joining us. And um, we'll be back next week for another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.